Welcome to episode seven of the Five Banner Banter podcast, the 2022-23 Indiana Daily Student Men's Basketball Podcast. I am your host, as always, Evan Gerke, joined alongside my co-beat reporters, Emma Pollitz and Bradley O'Hulin. Uh, it's been a little over a week since our last podcast. How are you guys doing? Really, really good. Um, it's been a great few days of basketball so far, so that's exciting. Yeah, I'm in full agreement. It's, uh, it's been too long since we've gotten in here and chatted. We uh, were recently waiting outside the podcast studio while I assume someone was doing a full audio recording of uh, the King James Bible, but, uh, you know, they finally took their leave and now we're back. It's to take a while. We also, this is the first time we've been here in March, so happy March Whoa. to all observers of the religion of basketball. Yeah. Huge John Rothstein guy, right, Evan? <laughs> we sleep in March, am I right? That yeah. epic meme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's no, really funny. good. Every time he, he comes up with a little slogan, I think it's so funny. <laughs> we're already off to such a sour note. You can tell we're pissed that we've been waiting so yeah. long. <laughs> we, I don't know how much the people care, but... No, they, like zero? <laughs> we, Not at all? The The podcast room is technically like only open till five. It's, it's past five. Yeah. But... We think we're special. Right. Like in the way that you're supposed to reserve it. We just never do. No. We but just... Now we're trying to reserve it, yeah. but we couldn't reserve it until five. Well, we, we couldn't reserve reserve it at the time we normally record stuff. I don't know. It's confusing. Anyway, uh, last week for the third straight week, Indiana went one and one, splitting mm-hmm. their two games. I think all three times have been lost early in the week and then a win on the weekend. Yes. So, yeah. Weekend Warriors, your Indiana Hoosiers. Uh, before we get to that, uh, I thought we'd just go straight into uh, the tournament, switch it up, and kind of start with the upcoming schedule versus reviewing the week behind us, because the Big Ten tournament is more fun to talk about, and it is Thursday by the time this podcast goes up, so that will be more interesting to everyone. So we will look at those games later. We'll kind of come back to that. Um, there's that embarrassing loss to Iowa in a senior day special against Michigan that we'll talk about, but first... Indiana snatched the three the three seed out of the jo- <laughs> three <laughs> the three seed. Everybody needs a seed. Yep. Good, good one, buddy. Thank you. Uh, Indiana snatched the three seed out of the jaws of the nine seed is what I have written down because I think I'm funny. Um, they clinched a double bye uh, somewhat miraculously. They needed some loss between. Maryland, Iowa, and Northwestern. Northwestern. Two of those happened. The Iowa loss to Nebraska felt like a big shocker. I was kind of expecting Rutgers to beat Northwestern a little bit, but Rutgers is on kind of a, a downward slide right now. So, well, and they um, weren't playing in Indiana school, so they didn't have as much hate in their hearts. Exactly. Although they're used to playing Indiana's or Chicago's Big Ten school, the Indiana Hoosiers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you yeah, know, it's a little funny how that worked out. Yeah. Um, as of recording, the Big Ten tournament has not started yet, not even the first round Wednesday matchups. So we don't know. Not only do we not know who Indiana will be playing, we don't know who's playing to figure out who they're playing. Mm. Um, the Minnesota-Nebraska matchup will come later tonight after we finish recording. The winner of that game will face Maryland. The winner of that game will face Indiana. So I figured we'll just start um, breaking down the potential uh, teams that Indiana could face in their first game, and then we can just kind of freewheel about looking forward and and end with some predictions on what the tournament may look like. Uh, Minnesota, Nebraska, and Maryland. Minnesota is the 14 seed. They almost won two straight games in the Big Ten to end the season, which would have doubled their win total of the season in the Big Ten. 
Uh, Indiana barely beat them in Minnesota, but they won. Nebraska uh, is the 11th seed. Indiana faced them at home. Uh, there the one time they faced off, notably the triple Jackson double game. That's exactly what I was going to say too. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. No. Good. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then Maryland, who Indiana faced once as well, uh, on the road. Maryland was very good on at home this year. They were ten and zero in what's their stadium name? Uh, Xfinity Stadium. Or Center. Xfinity Center. Center. Yeah. Yes. Uh, very good at home. Not so good on the road. I believe they were one and nine in Big Ten play. Mm. So notably, Chicago is not College Park. So Maryland is technically on the road for that one. What are you guys expecting out of those three teams? Who do you think Indiana will face? Who do you not want to see Indiana face? Um, I don't. I don't think they will face Minnesota. I'll say that much. Um, I don't think out of Nebraska and Maryland, I'm not like scared of either of them when indiana played maryland a few weeks ago it was it was an 11 point loss um which wasn't that bad the the one thing i remember about that game looking back on it is like jalen hood shafino and tamar bates tried to do way too much and that like they they didn't get the ball into the post as much as they needed to and their offense was just really bad whereas like against Penn State and against Iowa last week, their defense was horrible. But this, like, there was nothing outstandingly bad about this game other than that, which, like, is such an easy fix in my opinion. So if they do face Maryland again, which I think it would probably end up being that matchup, um, they they just have to play more team basketball, I think. Yeah, I think the likelihood of them playing either Minnesota or Nebraska is – so low it's it's not probably not worth diving too deep into those teams i mean nebraska to its credit has won i think six of their last eight but that's a lot of cupcake games at home well relatively speaking cupcake games it's still the big 10 but yeah it is almost certainly going to be maryland and thus maryland has some kind of collapse which granted to evan's point chicago is not the xfinity center but i think maryland is just a much more complete team in that first game uh we saw jalen huchifino put up a whopping three points as you alluded to, not a great game for him. It was also one of those games where Trey Galloway and Tamar Bates combined for single-digit scoring, uh, which since then, you know, Trey's usually been at least good for close to 10. Tamar had a good game against Michigan, which we'll get into later. But, um, but yeah, it seems like Indiana's well-positioned for that game, and I do expect that to be the opponent. I'd be very surprised if it were not Maryland squaring up against the Hoosiers come Friday night. See, I disagree because one, this is the Big Ten, and what seven teams nearly tied for second in the Big Ten? Like it's it's a mess of conference. Yeah. So do you have? I assume you have Nebraska then. I kind of do. Okay, I I wouldn't be surprised to see Nebraska or Maryland. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's been a long time since Indiana has faced Nebraska. I have not followed them that much because they, I haven't really needed to care about what Nebraska is doing because they've been kind of at the bottom of the Big Ten. Yeah. And it was only the second Big Ten game of the season for Indiana. It feels like it was years ago. It technically was last year. Um, but, I mean, there's – to me, based on the way that Maryland plays, there's a very good chance that Maryland falls. Mm-hmm. And I think Indiana has the best possible draw they could have gotten. It does feel very good when you look I, at the yeah. other side. I think this is a, a better draw – than they would have gotten as the two seed. Um, And even that wouldn't have been a bad draw. I think 
it's a much better draw than even getting the one seed, if I'm being fully honest. I mean, if if I was Indiana, I wouldn't feel great about facing either Rutgers or Michigan, like Purdue will have to. Um, four seed, you've got the potential of Iowa, always a scary sight for Indiana fans. Northwestern faces the winner of Penn State, Illinois, which, again, it's hard to beat a team three times in a season. If they were to face Illinois, uh, Michigan or Penn State, they got really hot and beat Indiana, but is that going to happen again? But between Minnesota, Nebraska, and Maryland, it feels like those are three of the teams that you would be high on your list of, like, I would like to face them. So it, it will probably the, – the, the likelihood is that it is, it is Maryland they face, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them play Nebraska at all. That's uh, – yeah, that's a fair point because Nebraska has been – from what I can tell, because, again, I haven't really followed that much either, but they've been trending upwards, I think. I've been seeing yeah. good things about them. Six of the last eight. Yeah, so which which one do you want, though? Like, does it even matter? Because I genuinely, like – Yes, they lost to Maryland, but, like, that was at Maryland, which Evan just talked about, how different they are, not at home. But, like, Nebraska versus Maryland, like, just which one would be a more confident I guess, as per usual, the answer is which one doesn't have the biggest player. Hmm. (laughs) Because it feels like a lot of times if you're Indiana, it's just like, okay, which team does Trace Jackson Davis match up the best against? And let's get yeah. that one, um, which maybe isn't Minnesota out of the three of those. I feel like Minnesota had a few big guys. It's Yeah, they were neither of whom were playing well, when. Right. Trace Trace had a triple-double when he was still, like, injured also. Yeah. And but Nebraska was missing one of their top players oh, that Oh, that game. was a guard, though. Yeah. But still, it's it's just in general. They beat Nebraska by like, sixteen. It was a pretty handy, handed, hand, a pretty, beat pretty, pretty good victory. Handily. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what I was going yeah, for. We were trying to like, like, it was a pretty handle victory. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nebraska would that would be their third game in three days, also. So yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah, I don't know. Should it should be interesting to see how this all plays out? But it is. It's kind of hard to talk about, like yeah. To try to focus up, bless you. Thank you. To try to focus on three teams at this point is like. I think we can rule Minnesota out. It's so it's going to be Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Book them gophers. Um, I mean, worth noting, Nebraska did beat Maryland like four or five games ago. Granted, Maryland clobbered Nebraska earlier in the year. I think between the two, I still lean Maryland because I have a little more faith in Jameer Young and Dante Scott than I do in, say, Kasey Tominaga. <laughs> like, no. No hate. Um, and, you know, Sam Griesel. But I feel like the tournament is when we see those stars kind of step up and be difference makers. And I just feel like Maryland has a little bit more firepower. But to your point, like, that extra game on the front end can help kind of a team kind of grease the wheels. And maybe Maryland's a little rusty, a little stiff, whereas Nebraska is more warmed up. Well, we nearly saw that with the women's team where Michigan mm-hmm. was – they were they were they came out of the gates firing and Indiana took a while to kind of settle in against that game. So it's possible that happens again. And, and I don't think the difference between Nebraska and Maryland is that big that like Indiana Michigan State was. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it is possible that Maryland just doesn't come out firing and can't catch back up. Yeah, and I think regardless of who wins that game before IU, that is some a concern I sort of have is that IU might just be a little flat-footed. Not that we've ever seen that before um, on a away-from-home game. But, yeah, I, whoever is playing IU, 
you know, they'll have the disadvantage of a few more body blows, but they'll also have the advantage of some warmer legs and having been there. It's, I do think I favor Indiana, whoever they're playing, but you know, if it, if Jalen Huchifino comes out shooting 27% in the first quarter or the first half, uh, could be rough goings. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll spend even less time about this and be even less analytical, but let's say Indiana were to win their first round game they would face one of Penn State, Illinois, or Northwestern. I'll ask basically the same question. Who do you think that game will be, and who do you want it to be? Which one do you think Indiana matches up best with? This one is definitely a lot like closer. I feel like it could go any of the three ways, probably more towards Northwestern. I, I want it to be Northwestern. Um even though this game is in Chicago, that would be interesting. But which is, it would be between Chicago's Big Ten schools, right? Indiana right. Northwest. Exactly. I'm I'm just saying, Evanston had more Indiana fans than Northwestern fans. Yeah. Especially if you don't include students. If well, you yeah. include me. I mean, I imagine. <laughs> I imagine if you like broke down the biggest Big Ten fan populations. I don't know any specific order, but I do think your top three are going to be Indiana, Michigan, and Penn State. I'm pretty sure it's those three are the biggest alumni. Yeah. No, they literally yeah, are. Okay. Yeah, and that's a big city. So yeah, but no, I'm. It is tricky because, you know, obviously I use beaten Illinois twice. Very hard to beat a team the third time. Don't really want them. Northwestern has beaten IU twice. So hey, yeah, that no, logic exactly. works backwards. <laughs> but also, don't really want like yeah. You don't. Have, there's no proof that IU can you know well, put them away. There, there's a, a proof that they can handle them. Yeah. Because they've lost by a collective three points. Yes, yes. They were And they were also down by if, what was If it? Indiana just didn't play terribly in either half against mm-hmm. – in either game, yeah. they they at least win one of those. No, that's what, that's what I was saying right before this. Like, it can't get much worse than it already has been. And they lost by a combined three points between those two games. And, like – the first one was a lot of garbage time scoring. It was, yeah, yeah. But I mean, still, like, it from just like an emotional side too. It's nice to have that kind of revenge after the things that happened at Northwestern. Like, it, it's just it would be nice to walk away with a win on this one. And I do. But think you could also get revenge against Penn State. I would rather. If I was Indiana, Penn I would rather a scary. have Penn State's 10. a little scary, but well, are they going to get that? Are they going to make 18 threes again? I don't I mean, think the, so. I don't. No. The defense has been a lot better since that Penn State game in general. Has is that going to happen? I think for the most part. It has not Iowa, been that bad. Iowa. Okay, Iowa was bad, but I still think that was better than Penn State. That Penn <laughs> State game was also pretty rough. Well, yeah. That, that one I'm not. Penn State was definitely the worst, like the ugliest loss of the season. Yeah. Yeah, and also like you can excuse losing to Michigan State and Iowa, shouldn't really excuse losing like like that to Penn yeah. State. Yeah, although that was in sandwiched between two other. Or it was, was that at the, the tail end? It of the was losing the streak? last one. Yeah. Okay, but Indiana was very much finding its footing and kind of reeling after a pair of injuries, which we might have some uh, injury and in who's returning and who's not returning discourse at some point here. But um, yeah, come on, Evan. If I if I'd even bothered to look at the doc before we started this, I could have caught you on that. Um, you know, Penn State is kind of scary just in terms of what they can occasionally do to teams to just rip off these great games. 
is Penn State winning two straight games to start off the tournament? No. No, probably not. If they do, like if Penn State is just the story of the tournament, then yeah, sure, maybe they get IU, they take down IU. Doesn't seem likely. I can see Illinois making that run. Yeah. Winning, yeah. winning those two straight games. And I think that Illinois would have a good chance of beating Indiana if they did. But like, I, I feel like you still want to... I guess this is back to Indiana's first round matchup, though, more so. Like, y- you want to root for the teams that have to play the most games because they're going to obviously be gassed at some point. <laughs> but, like, also, I just think Indiana-Illinois is, like, the most fun possible matchup. Mm. Like, to me, it's, like, just games that should, on like, on paper be good. You've got, like, a few teams, like, Purdue, a matchup against Purdue would be good. A matchup against Michigan, Michigan against State. would be good. I, Michigan State I, I would be good. Michigan but, like, something about playing Illinois, to me, just feels like I will enjoy that the most. Mm. I don't fully know what that is. I don't know if it's, like, the little fun fake rivalry that sure. Illinois <laughs> invented. I don't know if it's kind of, like, watching – just w- have, having watched Trace go against that post two games. Um, I don't know. I just – I like that matchup. I think it's fun to watch those – that also might be some bias of years past Illinois with Kofi Coburn going against True. Trace, but yeah, that that's fair. Definitely, like it feels like it would be a staple game, but like the Northwestern. Oh my gosh, I just want them to play Northwestern so badly. It would just be so satisfying. Yeah, if they won. I think yeah. to circle back to your, the thing that all started this was who do I think it will be? It's a very chalky answer, but I'll say Northwestern, and I also kind of want it to be Northwestern. That's fair. Well, I, th- I think they have a bigger chance of beating Northwestern than Illinois. That's probably why I'm saying that. But That's probably why I'm saying it, too. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Predictions. We're going to we're gonna do our first round of predictions that are somewhat serious for the first time on the pod. A five-banner banter first. Mm. Right. Um, so before we get to the fun ones at the end, we'll do this on the tournament. How well do you think Indiana will do? And if it is not winning the tournament, I don't know if anyone thinks they will or not, but if it's not winning the tournament, who do you think will win the tournament? I think that either Indiana or Michigan State will win the tournament. I think that Michigan State is going to beat Purdue. Um, yeah, that, that I guess is my prediction. And I'll add this on a still serious but less serious note. Um if Indiana does play Northwestern, I do think Miller Cop is going to have a nice revenge game. That would be nice. That would be a nice storyline. I can I can imagine the lead to that story in my head already. Yeah. It's nice to plan these things out ahead of time and hope that um, the game goes <laughs> Nothing out. Nothing makes me happier than a story, like a, a game that just has a good, like, writing storyline. Yeah. Multiple oh, yeah. writing storylines. Which we'll probably cover here in a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think, see, here's the thing. The nature of the Big Ten this year, there was really only one team that separated itself from the rest throughout the course of the season and consistently won, and that, of course, was Purdue. And I understand Purdue did not have the best February, but if you if you were asking me to put like hard-earned American dollars on a Big Ten champion, I'm going the one that has proven itself repeatedly capable of stringing together wins, because like yes, it, I totally get one of these teams. Like I I could see both Michigan State and for me personally Iowa and Indiana. Those are three teams that are sort of bubbling under the surface that I could totally see having a good run, ripping off two, three games straight and putting it away. But if you're just asking me to pick a champion, even though I realize it's usually not a good idea to pick the regular season champion to win the Big Ten tournament, Purdue is just the team that has the combination of star power, experience coaching, and the proven consistency. I would have to put money on them 
to just put together a solid three-game stretch, even if it's not that pretty, to take home some hardware. I was I pulled up Purdue's schedule. I'm looking at their their conference schedule. They had a uh, infamously I shouldn't say inf- I just I mean infamously in the term of Twitter discourse currently. Yeah, they had an easy schedule. Yeah, no, for um, sure. The the best teams they faced twice. Northwestern they split with. No, wait, hold on. Did they only play Northwestern once? It looks like they only played North. Once. Yeah, and Northwestern won that game. Lost twice to Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking. Lost once to Maryland. They beat Michigan State twice. That's about the best team they faced twice and won both against. Also, I, I believe I saw earlier. I don't have a pulled up in front of me. I think only one like regular season champion has won the tournament over the last like six, seven years. Yeah, you're not wrong. I'm going to side with Emma here. I've got Michigan State beating Indiana in the championship game. Okay. Yeah. That, that is possible. Yes. Yeah, I saw yeah, the look of the check. bracket. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I've actually got a Minnesota being Indiana <laughs> beating Maryland in the championship. Um, no, I think that's a totally fair pick. I think my choice of Purdue just comes to, like, I would absolutely take the field over Purdue. It's just for as good as we've seen Michigan State and Indiana at times, I don't know how much faith I have in them to put those together, but I love the Michigan State. I actually no, do. That's like, fair. That's fair. I, I think the one thing that Purdue has – or the, the one thing that I guess the field has against Purdue is that Purdue has pretty much solidified themselves as a top two seed in the tournament. A lot of these other schools are fighting to go mm. up the line there. The hunger so. factor. Call me crazy. I can see Michigan making a run and knocking Purdue off. I could see Iowa also making I a think, run. I think, okay, if I were to fill out a brass bracket like real quickly, I think I'd have Michigan beating Rutgers. Um, I'll go with Wisconsin over Ohio State and Iowa winning that game. Uh, Illinois beating Northwestern, Maryland beating Nebraska. Like Michigan is a good storyline. They've they've they're ten. They tend to be good in tournaments. Mm-hmm. They're an eight yeah. seed, which means they're kind of an underdog. Yeah, but they can also beat teams as we've seen regularly this year. And they are definitely fighting for their tournament lives. They might be on the outside looking at right now. They, so. they, I definitely think they are. And, like, if you remember last year in the tournament, they made a run after, like, again, Indiana knocked them out of the Big Ten tournament in the second round. It, it wasn't even the quarterfinals. But – and people were like, okay, not – like, Michigan wasn't, like, anything special, but they still made a huge March Madness run. So, like, yeah, I think – Anything along those lines could definitely happen. So we have Emma with Michigan State, me with Purdue, and you also with Michigan State? To switch it up, I'll go Michigan. Okay, yeah. No, I like that. I I do think Michigan – like, if if I was to bet money, I think – Sure. Which I don't do, um, so I have no idea that's a good idea or not. I think I would side with Michigan State, but for the sake of – uh, the the podcast making this interesting when we come back from the spring break and can review this or if we did one over spring break. I don't know. I don't know. We, we can bring like a portable podcast studio to wherever we are and just do it like Draymond Green does right after a game. <laughs> just bring headphones and everything. Right. Um, yeah, I'll just say Michigan for, for so that we can have some different answers here. Yeah, and you know what? I actually I don't want to pick the easy chalk. I think no, I will take no, the stick with Youngstown State Penguins okay. to win the Big Ten. I just feel like <laughs> okay. for some reason I've been watching the discourse and I really haven't seen a lot of people picking on the pride of Central Ohio to take home the Big Ten tournament. So, 
Yeah, I'll go with the Penguins. Bradley's from Ohio. If you didn't figure it out from that. Yeah, I also just opened up like the different conference standings and I was just like, let's just pick a conference that I could name like three teams from and just pick whoever is like close to the top. And I, I'm not going to say no to the Penguins. Yeah, I actually have a serious question about this. If Indiana wins, do you think they move up to a three seed? I guess it partially depends on who they face. Like if they knock off Northwestern and Purdue on the way there. Yeah. Yeah. And what's happened in the other tournaments. Like if there's a fringe. Right. Yeah. You know. If I don't know, Xavier loses in the first round, mm. or Marquette, sure, Marquette loses to Xavier, who loses to Marquette, yes. against each other. Yeah, they both they do get a round disqualified. Robin. Yes, <laughs> yeah. If they, if someone finds out that there's an academically ineligible 27 year old playing for Grace Thompson, Grace Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, forget I said that. NCAA, don't don't probe that. So we will be in in Chicago um, at the United Center for the tournament. Should be a fun time. I'm looking forward to covering a game in the United Center. I got the parking pass today. Oh, okay. yeah, I did yeah. too. So we'll, we have, we're we all credentialed. We should all have seats this time. That'd be so sick. Uh, so let's move back in time to last week. <laughs> That's my back in time sound Thank effect. You. Yeah, we added sound effects, effects yeah. this week, guys. <laughs> uh, last week, Indiana had two games. Uh, it looked lost against Iowa when it theoretically needed – a win to keep its chances of a double buy alive. It got a ton of help from the other schools in the Big Ten in order to get that double buy, but we didn't know that at the time. They look bad. Yeah, thanks for <laughs> tuning in, guys. This has been the Five Banner Banner podcast. Uh, they then, then turned around and looked really good against Michigan mm-hmm. to start, and then they looked bad again, mm-hmm. and then they looked good again. Yeah. yeah. Is, they looked less that, disastrous than Michigan, is, for sure. Yeah, is that how I would just... You guys would describe it as I bad, mean, then good, then bad, and then a little bit of everything. It's and... one thing to give up a double-digit lead, but to gain a double-digit lead after being down double digits and then give that up, I mean... It's impressive. <laughs> no, I, I think, like, focusing on the Michigan, Michigan game for a second, like, it was senior night. It's one of those times where you just, like have to win and then everyone gets really happy like it it was just way more of an emotional thing and now like there's just a lot of like positive sentiments right now even though it was almost really really bad but like it was very exciting at the end other than you did what you needed to do right other than race thompson missing four free throws in overtime and in 12 seconds yeah (laughs) um but also making two plays that won them the game like Yeah. Both things can be true. That was a big thing. But I think, like, just for that game in general, like, it's over. People are happy now. Like, we're all having, like, bittersweet feelings about these people leaving. But, like, it's – I would say, like, overall, things are looking good. Yeah. And, I mean, if Miller Cop shoots better than, I want to say, like, 20%, maybe – like, two of eight. Yeah, one so, of those yeah. six. Like, not great, but... Yeah. But, like, he had a really rough stretch where you feel like if he had made some of those threes early on, IU doesn't fall behind the way it does, and it kind of changes the complexion of the game. Now, granted, I'm sure there are things Michigan fans could point to that said, oh, well, if XYZ had happened. But, you know, Indiana's going to find itself in these kind of games in the postseason where they fall down, or they might. They might find themselves in games where they fall down or they're going to overtime. And... It's nice to see that they maybe have the medal to kind of get things done. Granted, it was a home crowd on senior day. What kind of medal? Aluminum? Uh, um, yeah, I guess. Gold? Silver? What are we doing here, Evan? 
<laughs> That's a joke you would have made, and you know it. I guess. It is. Um, it definitely is. But but no, yeah. I mean, in the I've I've always said, uh, games games are won not in the trenches, but in the battle of vibes. Oh, and yeah. IU won the vibes battle. Yeah, they walked out with good vibes. So yeah, let's let's just stick with the mission game. We're already moving backwards in time. We'll just keep doing it. Sure. As you alluded to earlier, there were a lot of really good storylines in that game. Not only Race and Trace are your two best players on their senior night. Um, Race's second senior night, which, as he talked about the presser and Emma wrote about, partially came back this year because last senior night ended so poorly. Um, Race was fantastic. He did maybe his had his maybe his best game since the injury. Uh, Trace was typical Trace. Um, you also had Tamar Bates, who stepped up. I mean, he didn't have the best game, but he stepped up and was what Indiana just he was he was Tamar Bates in the moments that Indiana needed him to be. Yeah, yeah. at the right times. It was replacement level plus. We also like nobody talked about, nobody wrote about, no one asked about questions on the presser about Jalen Huchifino, who had a I think thirteen point, like pretty pretty good, solid, not his best game, but a solid game. And that may have been his last game in Assembly Hall too. Like there were a lot of storylines in that game. Yeah. Um, my favorite was Trace nearly making the most insane half-court oh shot gosh. to win on yeah. senior night that, ever. That would have been just too poetic. There would have been four posts falling from the scoreboard based on how loud that place <laughs> was. Like, you, you know that like people throughout the whole year have just been like yearning for Trace to shoot a three. If that's his first one and it goes in. Oh, my in, God. You're right. I didn't even think of that like as a three. Which, like, yeah. Obvi- yeah. Obviously yeah. it is. Yeah. Well, but – because it doesn't, it wouldn't, it doesn't count against him. I'm pretty sure buzzer, like shots at the buzzer, don't count against you if you miss. Oh, interesting. Well, let's let me continue talking. I'm yeah, go check right. that out. But no, yeah, and it it is. I I can't remember if Emma and I talked about this, but it is kind of wild how like Indiana's go-to guy for like you need a distance shot. Who are you gonna give it to? A long shot. <laughs> oh, just give it to the five. Like well, give it to the yeah. tallest man because he's the strongest and like he can take it and- with one hand. Turn around, which, by the way, he did not use his hips. He was flat-footed. He's just like, it looked like he was just like picking up like a crumpled piece of paper and being like, oh yeah, sure. No, exactly. And like, yeah, he he's tall enough so you don't stand the chance of it getting blocked or anything. And like, yeah, he can just turn around. Also, pregame made that exact shot. Like they always do those half-court shots at the end of their warmups, and he made his last one, so that was exciting. Yeah, it was almost a repeat of that. So. <laughs> um, it did not count as a three-point attempt. So he has okay. he right as of now he has three career three-point attempts. Uh, all last season he also he technically had an attempt against Illinois that did not count because he was fouled <laughs> and then hit all three <laughs> I was free throws. Say, it would have count like they count if they go in, but they don't. If which I respect. Like it's no, I'm sorry, that was hilarious. Oh yeah, <laughs> he, they didn't get chicken nuggets. Remember. <sighs> They weren't even close, yeah. I'm sorry, to Illinois, but that was just so bad on your end. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that game for Illinois was just horrible. Oh. Like, we were literally just, yeah, like, yeah. re-watching parts of it, just dominant. No, yeah. yeah, but I just I just think that was one of the – we were talking about what are Trace's iconic moments the other day, and we were thinking about a lot of dunks. I can't remember. I forgot the time when he could have – if he had missed two of those free throws in a row, but he didn't. Uh, Stone cold. Emma, I'll ask you that question real quick. We were talking about like what is like the most iconic trace moment. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, do you do you have one in mind? I mean, 
again, having half of the sample size that you guys have, if you're talking about his career, um, the first thing that came to my head was when he broke the Assembly Hall scoring record because I remember watching that game. It was on my birthday, so I was out at dinner. I was watching it on my phone, and, like, that was just super exciting. That was the first time. It was against Marshall? Marshall, yeah. Yeah. That was the first time that I realized, like, how good Trace Jackson Davis was. And I – oh, honorable mention, I think the – against Michigan State, yep. his, his stare down. <laughs> That's what we said. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I And I feel like that one has the edge over Marshall, maybe because I didn't watch the Marshall game, like, but he didn't know about moment. the moment. Just yeah. the, like, he didn't know he broke the record, and it is more of just, like, a dominant game, and it's it's kind of forgettable, if I'm sure. being honest. It's, it is. As a big man, it is hard to have an individual moment that's not, like, a dunk or a block because you're not going to have a buzzer beater. Well, almost, almost, yeah. but you're just you have fewer opportunities to yeah. do it. But yeah, I think if you look at Trace Jackson Davis, what is his whole deal? It's he clearly has gaps in his game, but not many, and he is just stronger and faster and a more physically dominant presence than almost everyone else on the court. And what encapsulate that encapsulates that more than getting a pass, getting fouled, dunking over a pretty big dude, and then staring him down. That and this the the like. It's in the the video now, the pregame mm-hmm. hype video. It's kind of like, I mean, we use it in Slack as a reaction. Yeah, it, yeah. Um, it gives you chills. Like, <laughs> and like that that was also like, in the that game as a whole was really exciting because Indiana was like in the middle of a comeback at that point mm-hmm. in the first half though. But and then I remember like one or two possessions after that he had a huge and one dunk like in the middle of the half court set just like going backing down his defender and just like the most powerful slam you've ever seen and he gets fouled on it like i will uh, also um give like a secondary shout out to this moment uh, i'm showing them the photo of (laughs) trace with his tongue out uh just because i i don't honestly don't even i know it was during the tournament i'm pretty sure it was it was illinois was it illinois that i might be the Michigan game um, so clearly, I don't know the moment that well, but like that that image has become a little bit iconic yeah, of him with his tongue he's out. Pretty stoic, I would say, all things considered. Like his celebrations are usually not the variety of like, "Hey, tongue out." He's not a Miller cop type. <laughs> he also no. ha- he has a blue tongue in the image, which I think is funny. Gatorade, yeah. I um, might have been a Powerade situation. Oh, you're right. Sorry. Was it against Iowa? I don't know who the no, it was Illinois because the Iowa cheerleaders are in the background of this image. Oh, really? Which I guess doesn't necessarily mean anything in the tournament, but... Well, I was going off um, an interview he did with Andy Katz at Big Ten Media Days where he showed him that picture, and he was like, what do you remember about this? And he was like, this was against Illinois. Oh, you're right, you're right. But um, So, short hair number four, Trace Jackson Davis, is a trip. Like, and the beard. Like, wh- whenever I see oh. Trace Jackson Davis, mm. the number four player from freshman year... He's like, gone through a lot of looks. Yeah. He really has. I, I think I'll his current look is his best. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. The the hair last year was too, like, over the top. Which I kind of like. He looks like a pineapple. Like, I'm sorry. He, Trace, he didn't he look as mature wow. as he does now with, like, the, the close-cropped, like, dyed yes. look. He does look very, like, seasoned now. Like, in the best possible mm-hmm. way. Also, yeah. I'd like to apologize earlier for insinuating it might have been Powerade. Gatorade has been the Big Ten sports drink sponsor since it looks like 1998. Well, they're not oh, our nice. sports drink sponsor, so... <laughs> <laughs> Keep calling it power rated. Maybe get a original reach out of the well, yes. In the tournament, does oh did I use the did I use a third person or first person plural there? I don't think so. Okay. Well, my point is if that was if the Big Ten were the ones providing the sports drinks there, it's odds are it was Gatorade. Or yeah. 
Kool-Aid. You never know. Yeah, maybe he was just popping some Jolly Ranchers on the yeah. sidelines. Yeah. I remember, like, in the... Archie had all, always has his tackle box of gum. Sure, yeah. <laughs> just a vat he can reach into, like honey, Winnie the Pooh going for a honeypot. <laughs> that picture of Trace with his tongue out, like... I swear, like, every single media outlet used that over the summer because, like, nothing was happening. <laughs> I'm, no, showing, no. I'm showing them a picture of, of bald Trace Jackson it's Davis. Bald. It's just a very close cut. <laughs> he looks – it looks photoshopped. He looks like a frog. Like, it looks photo – it looks like – especially with the f- number four on, it looks like someone, like, is doing one of those, like, which three any of the basketball players is this? And it's, like, Christian Lander <laughs> – Trace Jackson right. Davis and Easy. someone else. It could be Christian Lander. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Um, Iowa game. <laughs> anyone have anyone thing to say about no. Iowa other than it was bad? The only the only thing I will say is like that is part of the reason why I can't confidently pick IU to win because it feels like every once in a while they do just have one of those games where the bottom completely falls out. Yeah, and it was a home game too. Like yeah. I, I'm gonna be honest, I don't even know. What caused that? Like, mm. if, I can't even narrow it down to two or three things. No, it wrong. wasn't just the defense. It wasn't just the that offense. Was, it was mostly the defense. But it, Yeah, it was mostly letting Chris Murray go off, which, like, is going to happen, but you also can't give up no, yeah. other shots. from. Yeah. But, like, yeah, it was just so bad. Like, and, I mean, the, the, most of the second half, the team was clearly just over it. Yeah, I mean, that, that was impressive. It was crazy. Really? He was he was cutting off reporters when they were like asking questions and be like, well, you saw the game and like it was bad without saying anything else. It was I think total just under two minutes. Yeah, our our friend um, Zion Brown who mm-hmm. writes for Hoosier Network. Yeah, and he's also doing some work for Inside, Inside the, the Hall. Hall. He does he does film breakdown for Inside yes. the Hall. Yes, he's a he's an ardent basketball mind. I would he say he is he is a great he, basketball he mind. knows ball. He does like know one ball. of us in this room. To be clear. Not Evan or I. No. Um, but, like, he's like, yeah, uh, so, Coach, you, you're you 4 in your last four meetings against Iowa. They, you seem to have a lot of trouble defending them. What do they do specifically? Good question, Great in my setup. opinion. Great setup. Mike Woodson's like, yeah, you watched the same game I did. Okay, cool, cool dude. Again. Cool dude. Yeah, it just – everyone clearly wanted to get yeah. over that one. And then it looked like they came out good against Michigan. And it, they were, they had moved past it, and things got a little shady again, and then – then they weren't, and I don't It ended, the week ended well, or I guess started well. It was a Sunday, but. Yeah, I mean, Indiana dropped in the rankings to number 19 from 15 because of the Iowa loss because it was bad. So, it wasn't a good loss. That's, that's, we don't have to say a whole lot more. It's no, it's over yeah. a week ago at this point. No one really it's wants to hear time. about it. It was yeah. bad. You guys know. It was pretty uncharacteristic. If you're listening though. to this podcast, you probably watch the game, or you're our parents who don't care anyway. <laughs> In which case, you already listened to me talk on the phone to you about it. <laughs> yeah, if you're, yeah, I also talked to Bradley's parents on the phone. Yeah. Oh, you should. <laughs> My dad's a great phone caller. So move back to predictions. Yeah. Shall yeah. we? Fun predictions? Yes, let's do some fun predictions. We got in our tournament predictions. This is just, it can be tournament related. It can be uh, Miller Cop related. Whatever you guys want. Anyone have a prediction? Anyone would like to start off? I do, and it is Miller Cop related. Um, So as you might have seen, Miller Cop has gone two consecutive weeks with um, creating a new T-shirt. So my prediction is that he's going to release another T-shirt sometime Mm. after the Big Ten tournament, depending on 
what happens, what he does. I, I don't Depending know. on what grainy cell phone photo gets taken <laughs> of him <laughs> that he can that he can blow up well enough to put on a shirt. Right, right. Um but yeah, my guess is Miller Cop t shirt. I think you gotta be a little bit more specific. Okay, fine. What um, what do you think will be on this t shirt? Maybe a cold brew, maybe mm-hmm. <sighs> That picture of himself, I want to know who he commissioned to make that. <laughs> the one that said, thank you, Miller. <laughs> that caught me so off guard. <laughs> well, because so everyone else funny. is like, just pure red text. Thank you, Race. Thank you, Thank you, Chili. Yeah. Thank you, Miller. It looks like something that would either be like hanging in a museum or like on the back of a t-shirt at an alt-right biker Exactly. Yeah, because he posted on Twitter. He was like, hey, I made these t-shirts to commemorate senior night and he just posted the four other ones like it was like tj tjt race chili and michael and then he didn't post his so then when everyone was like go look at miller cops <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely take a look at that if you haven't but if, if i were to do a quick prediction of miller cop t-shirt yeah. i think it would be the most likely thing is that indiana in this scenario wins the big 10 and there's a photo of Miller, like, I don't know, like, just dumping a cold brew on his head that someone yeah. captures. And it's that moment, just the same way as the uh, the, the speaker became yeah. the shirt. Maybe Miller, like, like shushing, like, the Northwestern, like, fans or something mm. really petty. Miller punching Willie the Wildcat. <laughs> punching his own pencil head. Miller tearing apart the certificate he got for being one of the sportsmen of the year. <laughs> Just ripping off. Yeah, I can see that. Miller ripping up his Northwestern degree. Does he have a Northwestern degree? I'm assuming so. He was wait, there a long time. Wait a minute. Okay. He's there three years, but yeah. I, I assume he was a grad transfer. I, I don't think he graduated. But, Maybe not. But um, this is actually an important question. Do we think that Miller Cop lied about his major as a joke? Yes, do you think 100%. He, no, Emma. <laughs> that's Geological not a major space here. engineering? I think that he's being serious. <laughs> So okay. if I Google geological space engineering, oh, I, did. IU, I did. And you notice how nothing comes up for it? It was like something that sounded like it, though. At IU? Yeah, from the geology department. Did oh. you see his face afterwards? That yes. was like that was the face of like, oh, I didn't think they'd say mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it was so fun and silly. It was, I like that. It was Bradley, so let's let's cut off the middle cop. Okay. Talk from Emma. Do you have a prediction? Yeah, my prediction is that your dog Gizmo thinks I'm cool. That was my prediction. <laughs> was it actually? <laughs> it was giving me something along those lines. Yeah? W- um, what was yours specifically? I think it was to say that you guys were going to get along really well. <laughs> uh, f- so I am from Northwest Indiana, about 45 to an hour yeah, outside no, like of the United just, Center. Yeah, say your address. All right, fine. I'll do it for you. 345 East Mary. No. It was actually just said one of my friend's addresses because it's a funny address, but not going to do that. Um, so it was my Bloomington address, as as I'm sure you guys know. Yes. But because we are so close to Chicago and because the IDS is very broke, please donate. We are staying well, that's at not my... Fair to say. Broke implies zero money. It's several, several thousand negative money. Yeah. <laughs> um, we are staying at my 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 childhood home in, yes. in good old Northwest Indiana. Um, yes. So Bradley gets to meet both my parents and my dog. Yes. And I am very excited. It seems like Bradley is very I'm excited. So I feel I'm like under pressure. Emma is also going to meet my dog and my parents. I love dogs. So I'm Alex excited. Paul, a photographer, has already met my parents and my dog. Mm, how'd they like him? Um, my mom ran as soon as she saw him. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
Yeah, your dad fired a weapon at him. <laughs> My dad and Alex had a lovely conversation about um, environmental sciences and oh. law. And my mother had to go to work. So. Okay, fair. Well, and Gizmo was also at work. <laughs> Gizmo was just laying deal. on the ground and barking at the TV. Oh, my God. I want that job. <laughs> it would be a nice job. Yeah. I guess I should come up with my own other project. I'm really sorry that I, <laughs> I thought I just like, oh, Evan's dog will like me. Oh, I thought that it was going to be very similar. Uh, my prediction is that my parents will make a lovely meal. That was um, all. That was going to be my second prediction, but I didn't want to like put and, that on. And you. Bradley will eat it all, and we will have to order pizza because there will be no food so left. Yeah, if I take a big walk before dinner, which I often do, um, there's a trail right across the street from my house. Oh my god! You can go on the Doolin Rails to Trails. Oh my god! I'm going to eat so much of your parents' food. I'm going to tell my mom to stack up the fridge because Bradley is coming. I like look. Th- no one cares. No one. No one cares about this. Who's listening to this? For someone who is my size, which is not very big, we're talking like 5, 10, 180 soaking wet. I eat so much, so much. So mother and father, um, I'm sure you listen to this podcast every week. Um, if you're listening to this now, make a run to Strack and Van Til, local <laughs> grocery store. Because <laughs> um, Bradley is coming and he will raid the fridge oh, and yeah. eat it all. I'm bringing like four full meals myself. <laughs> Can we um can we go to the Albanese candy factory? Ooh. I have a really interesting story about that, which is a song for another time. So stay tuned. But I do um, love a trip to Albanese. Yeah. That thing is massive now. They keep like expanding it and it literally looks like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. It is so Ooh. huge. It is ridiculously huge. It should not be as huge as it is, but it is. Mm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh what other institutions can I take you guys to in Portage? Um the Shoops, get a, get a shake. Oh. We go to the Portage Lake front. Um, a little cold, but with the wintry mix. The that's that's part of the fun of Lake Michigan. That no, that's totally. You can fair. see Portage High School in itself, my old stomping grounds, and go not redacted. Yeah, <laughs> the IMAX theater that was bought and closed and reopened. Mm. Um. Can you take us on a tour of like your best moments? Like this is where I had my first kiss. This is where I took my driving test. I I do have a typical Porter's tour. I can I can take you guys on if we have time I'm for very sure. Intrigued. Look, all I'm yeah. saying is if I you get bounced in that first game against Maryland, <laughs> we're, we're we don't just, need to rush it's, out. It's Porter's time. Yeah. No, I can't wait. So I'll wrap that up now. <laughs> Enough talk about my hometown that no one cares about. This has been the Five Banner Banter Podcast, the 2022-23 Indiana Daily Student Men's Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Gerke, joined alongside Emma Pollitz and Bradley O'Hulin. Thank you for tuning in, and we will talk to you soon.